0: Hannah Ayler's, Heather Alvarado. Doreen Anderson. Carrie Barnett. Jack Beaton. Steve Berger. Candace Bowers. Denise Salman. Bird, birditis. Sorry about the uh, name screw ups or the name mispronunciations. Amanda, what do you want to do with this? You want me give it Sandy Casey. Andrea Castilla. Denise Cohen. Austin Davis. Thomas Day Jr. Christiana Duarte. I'm guessing by the name and by the way things look it's maybe it could be a bit of Argentinian because it looks Argentinian. Duarte looks Argentinian because Eva Peron was Argentinian and her name was Eva Duarte Peron or Eva Duarte de Peron so I'm just assuming just guessing by, by that. And Christiana Stacey Etchebur? Brian Frazier, Carrie Galvin, Dana Gardner, Angela Gomez, Rosio Gillen, G-U-I-L-L-E-N. Sorry again to everyone for the mispronunciation of the name. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at the uh, New York Times article and I'm kind of kind of reading the names off the New York Times. so. I'm kind of mispronouncing the names based on what was written, so I apologize. Charleston Hartfield, Chris Hazencomb, Jennifer Irvine, Nicole Kimura, Jessica Klimchuk, C.L. Sorry, C.L. K-L-Y-M-C-H-U-K. C- okay, take three. K-L-Y-M-C-H-U-K. Carly Kreebaum. Rhonda Rorock. Victor Link. Jordan McKillodon. M-C-I-L-D-O-O-N. McKilduin sorry. Kelsey Meadows. Kala Medig, C-A-L-L-A-M-E-D-I-G. Sunny Melton. Patty Miestas, M-E-S-T-A-S. Austin Meyer. Adrian Murfit. Rachel Parker. Jennifer Parks, Carrie Parsons, Lisa Patterson, John Phippen, P-H-I-P-P-E-N. We're gonna end up spelling the names. If I look at them and kinda can't can't pronounce them or do my best and screw it up, first of all, I apologize. Again, I'm reading off the New York Times, so apologizing. Melissa Ramirez, Jordan Rivera, Quentin Robbins, Cameron Robinson, Tara Rowe Smith, Lisa Romero Muniz, Christopher Royball, R-O-Y-B-A-L, R-O-Y-B-A-L Brett Schwan- Schwanbeck, S C H W A N B E C K, Bailey Schweitzer, Laura Schip, Erica, oh, that looks like an A there, <laughs> sorry. It's Eric Silva, Susan Smith, Brennan Stewart, Derek Taylor. Nisa Tonks. N-E-Y-S-A Tonks. Michelle Vo. Kurt Von Tillo. Bill Wolf Jr. Those are just some of the names of the... I know before in a previous thing I might have mentioned it before, and I apologize for bringing it out, bring it back, and bring it up again. But it's something that needs to not be forgotten. And we can't we can't hide it in the past. We can't forget it. We can't forget them. And those are the fifty-eight or as much as the 58 names that were listed in New York Times, that to me as I was reading them didn't seem like it was all 58. But some of them, I just I I know three years later it's not good to bring this back up again and dredge up the past, and I'm not doing it to dredge up the past, but I'm doing it to give each one of these, because I did a stream, and it's still on my YouTube channel, and I did a stream a while back that's going to have the same title as this episode is going to have. And it showed pictures of them. And it was done for the intent that each one of these fifty-eight people gets their day in the sun. Each one of them gets mentioned. And each one of them gets gets mentioned and gets memorialized, even just by name, in what they were and who they were. Those are some of some of the the fifty eight victims of uh, three years ago. 10-1 2017 of the Vegas shooting and I don't want to bring it back up again you know let sleeping dogs lie yes I agree let let things hide in the past let let things let things lie let things go uh, it's it's uh, it's just let things lie where they are and let 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 things be Yes, I agree to that, but each one of them, and I didn't, I haven't done a podcast for them for this episode. So, I wanted to do something where each one of them got mentioned, or I mentioned each one of their names, and they were, they were mentioned, they were honored, at least in that respect. And yes, the night began as a celebration. Thousands gathered in Vegas for one last night of song at a long-awaited country music festival. They had driven in from towns all over California. They had thrown in from Alaska, Tennessee, West Virginia, everywhere. There were teachers, police officers, secretaries, retirees, mothers, daughters, husbands, wives. They were everything. Many had planned for weeks, even months, that this weekend of relaxation was going to be a long and a overdue and a good one. Some came with elaborate plans amid the music, a reunion with old friends, a wedding anniversary, even a marriage proposal. Then came the gunfire from the 32nd, 32nd floor of Mandalay Bay. Sudden and rapid and seemingly endless. When it was over, the 58 people, some of which I've mentioned, and I apologize to the others, the list I was reading did not list them all, having 58 people had been killed, and hundreds more injured, making the attack on the Route 91 Harvest Festival one of the deadliest mass shootings in American history. And at the time, it was the deadliest. The victims killed included 36 women and 22 men. The oldest was 67, the youngest was 20. And those were some of their stories. And I can remember being there. I can remember where I was and what the situation was like for me. And I don't bring this up, like I said, I don't bring it up to bring up the past three years on I don't bring it up to mention the past or bring the past up. I bring it up to make sure they are not forgotten, make sure their memory stays alive, and to do my part in, in that. And being there at that time, it strikes personally close to home, given that I survived it. And it means something when an event like this happens to just about, to anyone, it's tough to take. It's tough to fathom, because you weren't like, partially because you couldn't imagine it ever happening, and too because you weren't there. You really can't understand. Well, I was there. And I know what happened, and I know, know what it was like, and I... Have I, if I mentioned it in a previous episode, and if I, hasn't, if I ha- didn't, I'll do it again. Um, for those of you who haven't heard the previous episode or haven't heard that re- recounting of the story in the previous episode, um, listen in now, because I'll mention it. Um, I had gone to, my best friend and I had gone to a preseason Vegas Golden Knights game. For the, the, uh, their inaugural preseason. And we had gone to T-Mobile Arena. And we had just gone to the game. And we were exiting the arena. And we came out of the arena. And we walked through the park at New York, New York. And we walked, walked through the park. And we walked through New York, New York. And we came out and walked across the Sky Bridge to MGM Grand. And just a normal day. Just a normal average every day in Vegas and we'd walk across the sky bridge to the MGM Grand and we were walking through the MGM Grand and I remember this as I was walking, as we were walking through the MGM Grand that we are just looking around taking things in and we were thinking that this looks weird. Oh my God, this is bizarre. There was literally, there was no one, there was nothing around. No one or nothing of any kind. There was nothing of anyone, of any kind or anything around and we were looking around trying to figure out what was going on and we we're thinking this is really weird cuz there's nothing around and it was deserted and this is really really bizarre and it's deserted and we're looking like what's going on what happened and what's happening like why is it maybe people are just maybe Ka has a show or as i call it cuz it's different and it sounds and it makes me think of the name the title of that the title of that show at the MGM Grand makes me think of The Big Bang Theory, when they're playing that card game. of Big Bang Theory, and Penny comes in, and call or Penny leaves, and she says, "I'm done playing the myst, Mystic Warlords of Ka." And Howard says, "Not Ka, Ka So, every time I walk past the MGM Grand, and I see that Cirque du Soleil show, I call it Ka So So, um, but I was, I was sorry. I thought, well, maybe was maybe there was a show and people were in in that or another and seeing other shows around the strip in their casinos and I kind of thought in the background maybe there's a concert or maybe there's an event of some maybe there's an event of some kind going on I didn't actually put too much thought to that because I didn't really think that was true but I thought just kind of maybe there is and Maybe that's why it looks deserted, and when the casino, when the show's let out and when the concert is over, the, this place will get mobbed again. And then we continued walking around, we kept walking, and we were wondering what, what was going on still. And all of a sudden people kept, came running, like running as fast as they can, bolting to the casino. And people were shouting and screaming and yelling, going, ah, what's going, something's going on, ah, what's wrong, what's wrong? And people were shouting that there's a shooter, there's a shooter, there's an active shooter. And they were, they, they, that's all they were saying. People were running through and trying to get out, trying to get away from it. They had heard, they had heard it. uh, But they didn't know, at the time, they didn't know where it was coming from. uh, And they, they couldn't pinpoint it. So they were just trying to get out, of, get out of where it was. And they were running through the MGM Grand, and people, I mean, women in high heels, women in fancy shoes that weren't necessarily high heels, but women in shoes not equipped for running, let's just say that, were running through the casino at full speed, and their boyfriends and significant others were, were running alongside of them and trying to hold them and support them and keep them going. and. I didn't know what was going on, so I, I didn't want to knock these people over. I didn't want to get in their way and make leaving harder for them. So I stepped out of the way, I stepped off to the side and let them run past. And when I heard someone say there's an active shooter, I thought, oh crap, I better get myself somewhere. So my best friend and I stepped into the traffic flow and we started following people or going in direction. And one of the one of the kitchens of the restaurant that was in the where the where CBS Television City is, and CBS and the CSI, the exhibit is in the MGM Grand, um, the, the district, They there's a Mexican restaurant, one of the kitchen managers, and the managers came out and hoarded us, so you guys can come in and you guys can use our kitchen, you guys can hide in our kitchen. So we came in and we went into the kitchen and we kind of hoarded into their kitchen and hid in their kitchen and we stayed in people were went to their kitchen. And my best friend and I just stayed, stayed back and we helped and we made sure people were getting into the kitchen. And we made sure we let people go by and make sure that the people that were, the people that are in desperate need and the people that looked really distraught and really, really overwhelmed and overcome were in desperate need and they had to get, the people who had it in the kitchen, got in the kitchen. And the people who needed it needed safety got where they needed to be and it was it was tough and then we eventually got in there we eventually got into the kitchen and we were corralled into the into the back where some of the chefs were still cooking because they were like they, they were in a kitchen they didn't know what was going on. They had no clue. They were just at work working, and they couldn't see the outside world. So they were just doing, going about doing their job. And we, all of a sudden there's these people being hoarded in there, and a manager managers, were tell, managers start, just started to tell them, hey, this is, what, this, is why, this is why these people are in there. They heard reports of a, of a shooter in one of the hotels along the strip. And they are corralling them in here so they're not in harm's way. And none of the chefs, none of the crew, objected. None of them said anything. They welcomed us all in there. And some of them that were done with the dishes or were doing the dishes and the dishes that they had done were clean, some of the chefs and some of the dishwashers moved their stuff out of the way. They moved their dishes off to the side and moved the carts with the dishes on them off to the side so that we could have more room, so that we could get in there. And they... Some of the, I guess, some of the chefs and some of the cooks were worried as well. Were, did it, were their families at the concert? Were their families at home? What were they thinking? What were they th- feeling? What were they seeing? Because they only had the information to go on the information that, the, that we were giving them and that the people that were with us were giving them. They only had that information to go on. And there were people in that kitchen with us. There were girls, some guys, guys were too. There were girls and guys in there that were crying, that were panicked and (laughs) hyperventilating and freaking out. And there were, they were just nervous and, and anxious. And I get it. I totally understand. I would be too. But like I said, I didn't know... I didn't have any idea what happened, so I didn't know exactly how to react or what to react to. I didn't have any information. So I took it upon myself, as did my best friend, we both took it upon ourselves to do what we could to help those around us, to help, to help those people calm down. We, uh, some of the cooking staff was, had glasses of water some of the cooking staff said, hey, do you get? would you guys like a drink? I know that probably wouldn't help what was going through your mind right now, what was going on. But will it help, are you thirsty? Will it help, will it, will it be some kind of help? And then we took some of the glasses over to some people and said, you know, we can help out too. We're, we may be, we may, you don't know, none of us know, we may have been affected, but we're happy to help out. We, we, we wanna lend our support and lend our help for um, helping out, helping these people survive, and so we started passing out some some glasses of water and trying to help people as best we could. And some of the some of the people were admittedly were trying to decide whether they could leave, just wondering where the where, where they could go and where they could leave and what they could do. And some of them were trying to go to trying to, trying to figure, they were going out one of the exit doors of the kitchen onto the strip. And this was before we knew what direction we can go in, if we could go north or south. And I thought that was kind of weird. I didn't, I maybe stupid. I didn't know, but at the time, a lot was going on and people didn't know what to do. They had no clue. So they had to, they were reacting the best way they knew how. So, they were acting in a lot of haste, and I understand that. You're freaked out, and I get that. Um, so people were... We, got the eventually, we eventually got the all-clear. Well, the all-clear, to, to the kitchen area. We eventually said, hey, you know, you guys, it's clear enough. You guys don't need to be here. It's clear enough. You can go out and you can walk back to the casino. So we got out of the kitchen that we were in. And we walked back out into the district, and the, the district was deserted, as it was beforehand, even more so. Um, some of the people, some of the staff that were that was in the stores that were open, the stores were still open, and some of the staff were still in the stores, just walking around, doing their job, like cause they didn't know. Like I said, they didn't know what happened. So the and the casino was still open. They didn't, had no idea what was going on, but there were. Some of the pit bosses and some of the dealers, some of the the tables were empty. Some of the pit balls and the... Some of the pit balls and pit pit bosses said the wrong word there. Some of the pit bosses and the dealers were away from the table and they were going somewhere to keep safe. Wherever, Wherever that was, I don't know. But they were going somewhere to be safe, to keep safe. And we walked through the casino trying to figure out a way out trying to get out and we ended up going down past I don't know if it was the garden arena the MGM garden arena or just a rather large conference center it was one of the two we walked past the entrance to the to the arena and when we're going past there some of the management of the MGM Grand said hey you know we know the situation and we know some of you might have hotel rooms south of here and while the, the uh, LV Metro PD or the LVPD are here and resolving the situation, um, they've closed south from, from here south. So if you have hotel rooms from here south, and that includes, of course, Mandalay Bay. But if you have hotel rooms from here south, you can't go there. We're, not, we're not letting you go. And the police are not letting you past. There's a barricade. If you have ho- rooms from here north, and that includes from, from the MGM. that includes the MGM Grand, from here that to Paris to all the way up to the stratosphere. Which is yes, now the strat. But anyway, another story there. Uh, we my best friend and I had our rooms were at the stratosphere. So we were okay to leave. And we asked we just asked um MGM management and the L V P D that were there with us is it okay for us we are our rooms are at the stratosphere is it okay for us to head up in that direction and the lvpd says yes the north north strip is open just be wary and be be cautious when you're out there but go there's a, if you go less than half a block half a block north there's another hotel there just go up to the reservation desk say you need a cab up to the strat say you're going to the strat Say you go up to the, the uh, reservation desk there or the, main, or the front desk there, tell them you need a cab up to the Stratosphere. And they'll either point you to the desk that can arrange the cab or they will do it for you. So my best friend and I left the MGM Grand and we went to the next hotel up and we got a cab up to the Stratosphere. Now when we were at, I glossed over this, I'm gonna go back to it. When we were at the MGM Grand, The MGM management said, for those of you who have hotel rooms to the south of here, one, you can't go back, and two, we're not gonna let you go back. We are opening some of the rooms that have not been sold, or the rooms that are vacant. We're opening them up, up on the upper floors of this hotel. We're gonna open them them up and let you stay there. You're welcome to go up there and spend the night and stay here with us. So you don't have to go back to your Hotels. You don't have to go back to your rooms south of here. And we thought, my best friend and I both thought that was really awesome. That was really nice and really cool of the MGM Grand to do. Um, and they, so they, like I said, they opened their rooms up on the upper floors. And on the, up on, up on, well, on the upper floors, on the floors of their hotel, they opened the rooms up so that people who didn't want to go or people who couldn't go Still had a place to stay, so my best friend and I, like I said, my best friend and I went up to the next, went like half a block up to the next hotel, and we went up to the we went up to the reservation desk and asked them to get us a cab because our hotel room was up at the stratosphere. They called a the cab, quick as it you know, quick as a flash, quick as a flash, just like that, there was a cab brought to the hotel. And we took that cab, we told him, Hey, we're headed up to the stratosphere. This is where our hotel is. Take us up there as quick as you can. And the cab driver said, Yep, on it. No problem. I'm on it. I'm I'm taking you up there. We got up there and we got out and the cab says, Don't worry about it. The driver says, Don't worry about it, it's on us. We understand the situation you're in. We understand what just happened, but we don't know exactly what happened. Um we get that we get that the situation is very tense for you and we get that the situation is very difficult for a lot of people so go get out of here your your ride is on us you're welcome and so we got out and we went up to the we went up to the we went up to to the stratosphere we went up to our rooms and we when we walked into the stratosphere it was like it was a completely different world like a whole different existence a whole different world it was like it's, 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 it's at the complete opposite end of the strip from MGM Grand like MGM Grand is at the far south end and the stratosphere is at the is at the extreme far north end and it's it's like it's, an, it's entirely it's an entirely different world an entirely different environment it was almost like they weren't aware of what went on what happened it was like everything that was expected in Vegas and everything that normally goes on in Vegas was going on there. People were gambling. People were blowing crud tons of money at bars and drinking way too much and losing way too much. So people were doing everything that you'd expect people to do when in Vegas. And so and it, was, it was weird. It was a completely different world. And we went up to, we walked around the casino a little bit, we took everything in, and we were surprised, like I said, we were stunned and surprised at the whole different world as it was. And we went up to our rooms and went our separate ways into our room. And we were both, we both took a moment, I'm sure he did, because like I said, I wasn't with him, we had separate rooms, so I don't know what he did. But I can pretty much assume that it's exactly what I did. We, I went into my room, and I just took a minute to, Just took a minute to sigh and calm down and relax and try to, even though you can't, try to make some sense of what I knew and try to make some sense of what happened. And try to come to terms with it if I could. And the next day, then I'm going to, and stay tuned for a little bit at the end of this, at the end of this episode, there's going to be a couple tags of two of two podcasts podcasts of two twitch streamers to follow to the best to the best twitch streamers on the market to the best twitch streamers out there um, so stay tuned at the end it'll be a little bit of extra there but the next day um, my best one of my best buddies has a twitch stream and he and uh, at the time he w- he went live and we scooped everyone in the news everyone everywhere we scooped them we did more we beat them to the news story it was recorded the day after It was recorded on on october 2nd 2017 the day after and it was just as he went live and we were just recording what had happened and it was my story of being there at ground zero what it was like and it's it, it's it's an amazing thing. It was a great thing to get off. It was an amazing thing and a great thing in a sense to get off my chest to to talk about and to get out there and to come to terms with and try and and try and make sense of and try and get out there. And thanks to him for for releasing it and putting it out there. There are again I like I said at the beginning of this episode this is not to bring up these, bring up something three years in the past. It's not to rehash old wounds and dig deeper. I don't want to scar the memories of these people. I don't want to scar the memories of the victims and their families and to stop everyone from recuperating and healing as best as they can. My intention is to bring to light their what happened and to make sure the world never forgets them and make sure the world knows that these were real people and doesn't forget them and holds their memories to their heart and and keeps them to their heart and remember these weren't just and these aren't just people they aren't people who are they aren't just mothers and daughters husbands, wives, teachers. They weren't just people. They were heroes to people. They were, and they are now. They meant something to someone and they were important to someone. And just keep that, just to keep this going, keep it alive in people's memory. So I apologize to everyone who may seem like it's rehashing or reopening old wounds. I don't mean that, I don't mean that to happen. I just mean that to keep the memory alive again keep people aware of what happens so that it doesn't happen again so people know and people are alert and people are aware of what's going on so thank you all for listening stay tuned to the very stay tuned now for a few extra more minutes and you get some interesting interesting tidbits on. Twitch streamers, and... Oh, the episode I wanted to tell you about. The episode uh, was my buddy stream, LSPDFR, Terror in Vegas. Um, John Walsh is a good buddy of mine, and he he uh, streamed that episode. So, yeah, everyone, thank you for listening, and stay tuned to the end of the stream just a little bit more. Hey, everyone. Check out the two most amazing Twitchers in existence, period 1atom20 and m i s s i s s underscore sniper77 on twitch